What's up, game heads? Or should I say, side quests, fanatics, whatever the hell we're going to call people that listen to this portion of our show. Horror uh, heads. <laughs> horror heads. Uh, this is another side quest, a glitch therapy side quest. Today, we are talking about the movie Poltergeist from 1982. Ben has been on a mission, a horror mission. He's doing all the legwork, folks. All you got to do is check out his reviews. He's watching a horror movie every night throughout the month of October and doing a short review on it. So switch, you know, head over to his uh, social media and uh, check out his reviews. He's also putting some dope ass pictures up of himself and his wife uh, in full costume on some of these and uh, the whole nine. Dude, check him out. He's doing the damn thing. What happens when people have too much time to themselves? They <laughs> do stupid shit. Don't try, like that. That. Yeah, don't try to be modest, you fucker. No, it is. I mean, I you know, it's fun. But <laughs> it never would have happened if I hadn't been, like, working from home and living at home. Still, there's a lot of cool shit you've been doing, so. Yeah, it's fun. Not to that. Um, But, yeah, so we're going to be talking about Poltergeist. I know this movie has been out for a long time. They even made a remake in 2015 that wasn't too bad. I don't know. If, did you, have you seen the remake, Ben? Mm-hmm. Okay, because mm-hmm. this is your first time watching the original, right? As it well. is. Yeah, it, it really is. So. Yeah. Um yeah and I've heard pretty mixed things about the the remake. Um I heard it was like a lot of CGI and and where the the original was obviously all practical stuff. Mm-hmm. Sort of like at the dawn of all those practical effects kind of like right. I mean that's that's like 4 years after Star Wars a New Hope which is really like the groundbreaking practical effects movie that's where like blockbusters became like blockbusters kind of so right. Um yeah, and you definitely notice some of that stuff in the, uh, as far as in the, um, in, during the movie, the practical effects, a little bit of CGI type stuff in there, at least CGI for the time anyway. Um, uh, but it was really good. Um, I, man, the first time I saw this movie, uh, like we were talking about this on the on the other podcast on the, on, on actual glitch therapy. I, I want to say it was mid eighties, late eighties. I, I might have been like nine or ten, somewhere in there when I first saw this movie. And it fucked me up. Like, watching it now with 40-year-old eyes, I, I was laughing at it more than anything. I don't, I don't think any jump scares got me, you know, that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's like one of those movies that I, one of the few movies that I snuck and watched when I wasn't supposed to. And my mom got upset with me because she was like, well, you, you weren't supposed to watch that, you know? Now you're going to have nightmares. And she wasn't, she wasn't fucking lying. <laughs> how, how old were you again? I want to say, because the movie came out, what, 82? I don't think I saw it until like I was like seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. I don't remember the exact time, but I remember it was a little later because like my mom had like a shelf, just a bookshelf full of like VHS tapes. And each VHS tape had like four or five movies on it that she had recorded off like HBO and Showtime and shit like that off of TV. And I remember like she would go to bed sometimes and I'd stay up later with my cousin if he spent the night or something like that. Uh, and we'd watch a scary movie or something or watching a karate movie or whatever, you know, and I remember sneaking and watching this and I snuck and watched like child's play and stuff like that uh, as I got older um, when I wasn't supposed to watch some of that stuff. And I was probably too young to watch those. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, an interesting fact about this is um, PG-13 hadn't been invented yet. So this was this movie was PG. Yeah. Um, PG-13 that, came that, around two years later. That's ridiculous because this movie so, is not PG. <laughs> I'd say like yeah, PG thirteen probably. Sure. I, I, not definitely not R rating, but no. um, nobody you know, dies or anything like that. It's just kind of like I, I swear that my my memory is bad about this movie because before I watched it again, I swear people died in this movie, but they don't. Well, there's like the scene where the guy's like kind of clawing his face off, and that I'm sure as a child seeing that you maybe can remember that as like seeing uh, yeah. like someone was dying you know and being yeah. like really fucked up i made a specific note about that i was like what is this madness I don't yeah. this. <laughs> it really is a weird movie because it it kind of occupies two genres it's like a family film but it's also a horror movie right. and that's like that's just such a weird place for it to sit you know is like fucking I don't know. They like there aren't that many movies that are marketed as family films, but also like horror movies. And it like it's totally feels like a Spielberg movie, even though. So the guy who directed this uh, made the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Yeah, Toby Hooper, I believe yep. is his name. 
Yeah, and so so Spielberg wants to make Poltergeist, but he's he's working on ET, and he's he's contractually obligated to not direct anything else. Mm-hmm. So he gets Toby Hooper to direct it. Most of the cast and crew says that Spielberg was behind the camera more than Hooper was. Like he yeah. was he was the one doing all. So I mean, and you know Spielberg to this day maintains that it's Hooper's movie, but I feel like that might be like a professional yeah. courtesy or something. Well, if you look at all of the, uh, if you look at the 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 title cards, not title cards, but like the the casting and all that stuff, like the who did what, like Hooper is named as the director proper but then story by steven spielberg producer steven spielberg screenplay yeah. steven spielberg it's like he had his fingers in all the pie so it's like, well, it just looks like spielberg like the start of this movie feels like et i mean the music yeah, is that like or something the music know? is that like 80s blockbuster sym- symphony like slow builds and stuff it just doesn't feel like a horror movie until you get like yeah. deeper into it no, I feel like a Goonies type situation. Like some kids gonna be outside doing some shenanigans and and all summer long doing their thing, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know, man. It was it was interesting, I guess. And the the closest thing I can think of is like The Conjuring. You like I feel like that's sort of like mm-hmm. a non R rated horror movie that's like the most family centric sort of horror thing out there right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can dig that for sure. Uh well shit, let's just dive right into this. And so like like you were saying, just kind of piggyback off of what you were saying about how the movie starts and how it opens, like the, the opening music, the score, it, you know, you kind of get in this wide shot of like the neighborhood and everything and and all this wholesome shit's going on. You got the kids outside playing and riding bikes and you know, playing with their remote control cars in the street. Uh all I got to say is th- <laughs> What kind of asshole sends your friend to the store to get beer and he's riding on this little dirt bike? Like, like this bike. BMX bike, yeah. Grown ass man who's like two times too big for the bike and he's like barely making it. He's huffing it along. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of really funny bits, like the kids fucking with him with the remote cars and then and then him fighting with his neighbor over the TV remote. Like they got yeah. a bunch of like funny sort of bits. That's that also made this feel like fucking homeward bound or something, man. Like yeah. I don't you the, know the wholesomeness did come through in that kind of stuff because it didn't feel like a legit scary movie. I mean, if you look at scary movies like now on the more contemporary side of things they do infuse more humor into them than anything. And this, maybe this is ahead of his time in that way. I don't know. It is a golden age right now for like horror comedy. I think like it's really hit its stride with movies like ready or not, or fucking, um, what was the one where it's like Dream movies? And stuff? No, like white people are the worst. Yeah, we really oh, are. The hunt. Yeah. The hunt, like stuff like that. They've really hit their stride with like horror comedy movies. I feel like, or even babysitter, but mm-hmm. sorry, I'm jumping off topic, but no, you're fine. You're still on topic. We're talking about horror movies. Yeah. So, um, um, no, but the bits at the beginning of Poltergeist were, were really cool. It, it really, yeah. it was like, what kind of movie am I watching right now? <laughs> well, dude, I mean, to go back to that, that guy with the beard just for one second, I don't know why, but like 40 year old parent Mondo is, was annoyed that he ran into that fucking house with those beers spread all over the place. Yeah. Very annoyed by that. I was like, why is this fucking asshole running in with these beers spreading everywhere? And the yeah. guys were so into the game. They were getting squirted with the beer. And they didn't even give a shit. They're like, go, go, go. Yeah. And they're like, like what's, what is this? Like, at what point do you just, like, leave that shit outside and you're like... I, I would have yelled at my friend, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Take that outside. Just leave <laughs> on the steps until it stops fizzing everywhere. Yeah, uh, man. Whatever. You need uh, to see the game. Just leave the beer outside. Right? Uh, yeah, it's funny that the neighbor with kids wanted to watch Mr. Rogers instead of the game. Like, <laughs> yeah, the LA Rams are on. Let's watch Mr. Rogers instead. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, um, Man, uh, there was a there was a Jaws poster up in the kids' room right around the start of the film too. Let's talk about the kids' room real quick because the yeah no, he, no 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 it was an Alien poster. I'm it sorry. Was, yeah, Alien, and then but there was okay there was tons of Star Wars stuff. You know, yeah. Star Wars had just came out because this room was decked out from head to toe, top to bottom, Star Wars gear, like C three PO, you know, light switch on the wall and like action figures. I mean, at one point, Carrie, Carol Ann, the sister, when they're about to go to bed and he's looking at the tree and he's all flipping out about it, she's gnawing on a a Luke Skywalker 
figurine from Tatooine. He just yeah. like like gnawing on his foot. I was like, is this product placement or is this meant to be like this much Star Wars shit in this in this house? Well, I think like this was like five years after the first Star Wars movie, so I think like right. yeah, I mean that was obviously a huge deal for kids. Like, it's not unrealistic to think these kids would have this much Star Wars shit in their house. Yeah, it was just funny how it's like you're just a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I wish I had all that Star Wars shit when I was a kid. Right. Ah, I didn't have shit. I had the VHSs. That's it. <laughs> I think I had a couple of toys. I didn't have all of it, but yeah. Um. So let's talk about that motherfucking clown, though. Okay. So <laughs> why? Mm, okay. So you got all this Star Wars stuff, and like you know, all these cool posters and all this this fun toys in this room, and then you got this 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 weird clown just sitting there staring at him while he's laying in bed. And he's worried about the storm. He's looking at that tree. Uh, and the, the clown just sitting there, like put the clown in the closet. Like, who wants that clown staring at them while they're sleeping? Like, is this this is the first night that you ever had this clown? Is this what, what's happening with this clown? <laughs> like, as a kid, that yeah. clown freaked me out. Yeah, fuck that, man. Yeah, I can see that freaking you out. I, I, you know, I remember like it's things sort of like like this movie is obviously not scary as an adult, but like no. there were there was shit in like Never Ending Story that scared the hell out of me as a kid, man. Like for real, I was like, and it was like now you watch it and you're like, oh, that's dumb, but it's just frightening imagery that gets you when you're that young, you know. So yeah. that that clown is fucking. I mean, that's like sort of Annabelle levels of creepy, you know, sort well, of that well, whole thing. That clown gave me a healthy fear of the closet and under my bed, spe- spe- specifically those two places. Because, uh, like when he sticks his head down later in the movie, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But when he looks under, the, when he looks under the bed, the clown does not just like scare him. He fucking wraps his arm. They like get his arms get really long, and he pulls him under the bed. You see him kicking and dragging. I was like, that, 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 that was not good for me when I was a kid. Yeah, and I was so, running, leap into my bed from the hallway. It's like the longest long jump possible into the bed and not touch the floor, just to avoid that shit. You know what's weird too is like, um, so obviously we've t- we've talked offline about how this the this set of the movie was sort of cursed or people perceived it as a curse. You know, whatever, like bad things happen. But like the 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 arm on that clown was malfunctioning and wrapping around the kid's neck and like going tighter and stuff while they were filming. The kid was like, "Yeah, like I couldn't breathe. Like he almost that's got weird. choked out by that thing." Damn, that's crazy talk. That's super weird. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, I that that clown was was truly creepy. I mean, still even seeing it, I'm I'm not a huge fan of clowns as it is. So I don't know who is. Yeah, you are more power to you, but no, thank you, dude. I did have a fucking coworker though that like that dude was legit. Like one time he mentioned to me that he was scared of clowns, and we were friends. So I put like a picture of a clown in his desk drawer, and he like truly freaked out over it. And he was like, "Don't do that, man." I'm like, there, there are people that are like legitimately that scared of clowns. Yeah, like some Mori Povich bringing out some some balloons and people flipping out like they're being murdered. <laughs> kittens yeah aluminum that's, that's foil stuff right there yeah <laughs> it's fucked You're up man. Asshole, man you just you just helped this guy go to the loony bin good job. i know well Way i still go. i still work with him sort of so he's all right yeah um yeah man he had to close the curtains that's all he kept staring at that fucking tree i was like close the curtains dude just close the curtains and go to roll over the other way just close the yeah curtains. that that tree too man that was pretty fucking freaky as well tried to eat him yeah, man. I remember that when I was a kid, that part. Him being yeah. like in the tree's mouth. A lot of the practical effects were good, and a lot of them were, were really bad. Like, some, there was that scene where shit was floating around the room. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this looks like some straight up, like, shit I would watch on, like, cable access as a kid. <laughs> you know, like, right? it just looks so bad. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I want to talk about the mom and the dad getting high in their bedroom, right? Like, how did we just glaze over this in the story? Like, you guys are and you're and like the kid walks in, and you expect the parents to like rush to put it away or act like they're hiding. No, mm. nothing, no fucks given. Like, we just do this and like, no, nah. they were sitting there getting high. The dad rolled himself a joint, and then the mom rolled herself a joint. So these these assholes aren't even sharing the same joint. No, they're man, they're, joints. They're getting they getting blasted. Yeah. So the dad rolls his joint, hands her the box. Then 
there's a pile of weed crumbs all over the bed. He just starts reading this Ronald Reagan book. <laughs> Which is like, what the fuck? This is Who such a weird thing. Right. High reading. That's not reading material for somebody who is touching cloud one nine like what although doing? like what what is though right like i mean is uh, there I, any reading material when you're, like, yeah but, um, reading when you're high people come on yeah maybe the, maybe <laughs> facebook or something yeah but i thought that was really funny then the kid came in the mom like took like the kid came in just real quick the kid comes in like mom i'm kind of scared of the storm before he starts walking over to her she takes another hit, then puts it out. Like she couldn't even bother to put it out right away. She had to get one more taste before know, the kid man. walked in. You're like secondhand <laughs> smut. Like, is this kid getting a contact high and just like hallucinating this shit or something? It was like hilarious. Oh, <laughs> man. That was so funny. <sighs> okay. Um, so moving forward a little bit, shit starts kind of happening a little bit, right? Well, right before that. There was one scene that my wife and I saw that we were like, what the fuck was, why didn't she say anything? Okay, so remember when those construction guys are at the house? Yeah, the fucking teenage daughter. Yes, they were hitting on the teenage daughter. Like, they I would be fucking, right there. I would she be throwing her. punches over that shit. If that yeah, they were talking kid. like, hey, ooh, and they are going, and doing stuff, and like, making gestures, and she did like, the, like, like, she the mock right now. Yeah. But the mom was just like, ha, Oh, kids. And turned around in the kitchen and kept washing dishes. I'm like, no! You go out there and tell those assholes, to, like, <laughs> sexually harassing your teenage daughter. What are we doing? It's She's just like, oh, okay, pedophilia uh, is just a normal thing in my world. just joshing her. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the what 80s. the fuck, man? That was, that was yeah. not cool. So cringy. Um, So the mom is at home. She's a stay-at-home mom. The dad's at work. She's home with the kids. But she, she figures out this paranormal activity in the kitchen. I thought it was really weird that she put the kids. She she used the chair a couple times to show like everybody, like, look at this, this shit's happening. This is weird. Because the chairs stack up on the table while the kid's on the counter. And she's like, okay, she figures it out. At least she wasn't an asshole and assumed the kid did it. Like that little girl could stack up some chairs like that. You know? Yeah. Like, thankfully, she went right to this, like, this is, has to be something else. Thankfully. Yeah. That was a pretty cool shot too, because I don't, I couldn't figure out how they did it, because they like they pan the camera over to her, and then like a second later, pan back to the table, and it was like yeah. the chair stacked up. So I was like, someone was like, those had to have been like glued together or something, or they spliced it or something, where they just put it up there real quick. It was really cool how they did it, though. Yeah, that no, that was a continuous shot though. Like there was, okay. yeah, there was someone moving fast in the background, switching shit out. It's crazy. Yeah, but I thought it was really that was egregious that she was trying to prove that the chair moved, and the dad comes home, and she had been doing this shit so long that she had like, like little spots on the floor she had drawn with like marker or, or paint or whatever she did, and then she puts her child, her little kid who's like probably like five years old or six years old, seven years old, whatever, on that spot with a fucking fake football helmet on, and lets her slide toward the wall, <laughs> like. Like the as if like the chair moving on its own wasn't enough to illustrate that like there's some weird shit happening. Now yeah. I need to like just so you know, yeah, it'll move a human too. It doesn't like, matter. So like, like I I I was convinced by the chair, man. You didn't have to do that, but yeah. And then and she's like, that... "You should come here and slide," and he's like, "Fuck off, man!" Like I don't want to do that. Chair. Yeah, it was so weird. I thought that was funny. Um, so then... I guess. What did you watch this on? Did you watch this on Netflix? Uh, I think it was like on Amazon Prime. I think it was like two bucks or something like that. Oh, it was on Netflix too. But okay. like right at... Right, yeah, yeah. Gotta yeah. check that shit, man. I didn't poke around enough. Um, So right after that scene when that happens and the husband's there, mm-hmm. did it... Did the cut... Like it cut from that to like them being at their neighbor's house, like the front porch... Did that like happen in a weird way for like it seemed like a really weird transition? Uh, they didn't give much context as to why they were going to the neighbor's house. It's like they just went over there to go ask them if they were having trouble too. I think it was like I think what you're what you're calling out is the fact that they they the they didn't they spliced it weird with like yeah the, like I we uh, thought we had missed a chunk of it or something like we rewinded it. Was it. Weird. Yeah, it was definitely weird because I asked my wife the same thing. So I, I turned my back on the TV and went to the kitchen because you can see the the TV from the kitchen, 
And I came back and I was like, what did I miss? She goes, nothing happened. I go, well, why are they at the neighbor's house? And then I rewound it a little bit. And like you said, I, I noticed exactly what you're talking about. And you just jump right to that. So yeah, it was weird. Bad editing or something or weird editing. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if there, there was something they cut out there or something. You know, yeah, editing. I trimmed it for time because it was almost yeah. a two-hour movie, man. Yeah, man, which is another thing about this film is like horror movie. I mean, I've been watching horror movies from the 70s, 60s, 80s. None of them from this era are this long. Like it was kind of a drag, honestly, to have it be this long because mm-hmm. it's most of the movies from that era are like an hour and a half, and that's like the perfect length. Right. Um, I will say that it was pretty cool to hear Carol Ann uh say her iconic phrase, they're here. I was like, There it is. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 That phrase yeah, I had uh I had thirty plus years. I had seen that, you know, I've seen that pop up all the time and I just never seen how it played out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, she starts like uh, looking in the TV. So yep. let's, let's get into like where the shit really starts hitting the fan. Like the paranormal activity kicks up tenfold and talk about some of that stuff. Like what? So, so coming from somebody with, with fresh eyes who hasn't, who's never seen the movie before that has no affinity for like, you know, like my childhood and all that other shit. So what do you think of like I know earlier you're talking about the practical effects and everything. What do you think of like the just the storytelling of this paranormal house? Like did you find it even entertaining at all or was it like man this sucks this is weird like how'd you feel about the movie well, the second act? I don't think it was weird man. I I just honestly it was a really slow burn for me. It like it took a while to get to the the point where things started happening and then once they did, it kind of ramped up and was better. But I, I feel like there was, I don't know. I, I, I always feel like you could have trimmed 30 minutes from this and probably made it better. So I'm glad you said that because uh, <laughs> there was like at least two segments where I was like, why are they giving so much exposition on this stuff? Yeah. Uh, it was like the, one of them was when the paranormal team shows up and the lady with the big glasses, she's like a psychologist or whatever, is talking to the mom. And they're talking for a long time. They're kind of talking yeah. quietly and the sun is sitting there and all this stuff. And I'm like, you, why is this happening for like 10 minutes straight? Like rap, like move forward with this shit. Let's go. Yeah. They're like, like filler. This movie could have been easily 20 minutes shorter. Had they gotten rid of some of that stuff? It was ridiculous. I, I think it would have moved a lot faster too, if that had been the case, you know, I think Oh yeah, this is where it started being okay to make movies that were this long. And, I think that works for certain types of movies. I I think most of the time I feel like horror movies should be an hour and a half or less. I just yeah. like, cause there's not generally enough there to like keep me engaged for longer than that. Yeah. Um, I, have to, I have to agree with that. The but, other time was when the, was when the paranormal expert, the, the smaller lady shows up with the, with the very unique high pitched voice, which that stuck in my brain for the last 30 plus mm-hmm. years. I know her voice when I hear it, on a diamond though and unfortunately she's she's she has since passed away i think she passed away in like 2010 or something like that yeah she did a bunch of ghost hunting shows and stuff too yeah. ariel saying yep i was gonna say that i was gonna bring that up but um they used her for like the narrator for a bunch of stuff for like on the travel channel for some shows or whatever um but yeah they definitely could have shortened that stuff with some of those those scenes with that like like even she had a scene where she talked for like five minutes straight and you're like why are we listening to her ramble about paranormal shit like get on to the next thing or whatever right. so, anywho uh i got three words for you discount lionel richie what does that mean that oh shit yeah he, he oh like man lionel richie he, he really like, did a little jerry curl in like, his freddy krueger shirt <laughs> like uh like lionel richie's stunt double or something yeah like the ball came through it's all covered in like this fucking slime. Yeah, Ghostbusters <laughs> two. Yeah, he really he did. Yeah, yeah. he's all right. You know, it's no, a, he did yeah. fine. He did like Lionel Richie. I just thought that was funny. I made a note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, oh, go ahead. You were gonna say something? No, no. What else? What else you got, man? Okay, so let's kick off with with these people. Those so the paranormal team is in the house. They're spending the night there. They want to like see what if anything happens and record. They got this giant camcorder on their shoulder, like a news team, doing like you know recording all this shit happening. So one of those assholes that's staying there in their house, not even a house guest, just a person staying there to to capture the footage. Not Lionel Richie, the other guy. 
right uh, at the glasses. This asshole gets up in the middle of the night, like three to in the make, morning, to make go a, get a fucking steak. He gets up to go get something to eat. He goes, I need to get a snack. I'm hungry. After he does a shameless Cheetos close-up shot with the bag yeah. in the camera, he goes to their kitchen to get a snack. Now I'm thinking like this asshole's gonna get like some chips or make a sandwich. A sandwich is like the normal thing to make in the middle right, of the night. Right. Easy boom boom, go back to bed. This fucker pulls a big ass T-bone steak out of the fridge and then lays it on the countertop with no plate. Yeah, he just like sits it on the counter. <laughs> I was so annoyed by that. I was like, this fucker can go in my fridge and get a steak out at three in the morning and gets a skillet out. He's going to fry that bitch up. And he puts it on my countertop. <laughs> Just lays it there. That's so fucked, man. I was like, you deserve to get fucked with for doing that. When the poultry yeah. guy started messing with him, I was like, yeah, fucking put that shit on my counter. <laughs> yeah, and then... um. The, the practical effects thing that came after this with the steak kind of like coming out of the counter, like that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was legit. Uh, and then him like spitting out the chicken. Like he ate a piece of chicken from the fridge that was cold and he bit it like several times and then there was maggots all over it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. And then he, of course, like you said earlier, he peeled his face off and all that stuff. Yeah, that yeah. that was, that was pretty... That was pretty cool. I had the practical effects. Was when he was peeling his face off, it looked a lot like when, like it reminded me of uh, Terminator One when you see like Arnold's face coming off, and it's like obviously like a face mask that's sort of like hanging off or whatever. But that's that's what that looked like for sure. So absolutely, um, yeah. And then like shortly after that, like all the ghosts come casually, they got all come down the stairs all casual, like and they're like, oh my god, it's a paranormal event now. <laughs> I, the only thing I could think of the way they were coming down the stairs was like, are they meeting Jack Dawson in the lower in, in steerage to go go dancing on the Titanic? Like they were just, just coming down the stairs all slow and like it was all this nice, like it wasn't scary or anything like that. But I think they were just trying to like point out like there's a tons of ghosts in this house, right? This is a hotbed for activity. What the fuck's happening? But yeah, and some of the some of the stuff that like they did with. Just, I'm jumping around a lot more than you're like so much more organized than I am right now. Um, I'm a piece of shit who's just like going off of like (laughs) everything he thinks of. So, um, no, they did like some of the, I don't know, man, like it was okay. Like some of the practical effects they did were cool. I feel like the thing with like her rolling up the wall and stuff was pretty cool. Yes. But I also saw like, I saw a way cooler version of that in Nightmare on Elm Street, which I think came out like later. Did it? I think. I mean, I'm, I could. Well, I'll I, tell you. No, I'll, I got it right here. You got it. You got it. I want. I'm gonna guess that. I'm gonna guess Nightmare on Elm Street was 1980. Mm, I'm gonna guess 84, 83. 80, 83. You're going 83. Final answer. Final answer. That's eighty four, but you're close. I was right the first time. Damn it. So yeah, this was. So I guess that scene probably influenced Nightmare on Elm Street, where like um, Linda's best friend was like getting kind of pulled up the wall and whatever by Freddy. So that that's cool. I guess I should give this movie more credit for for that. I thought that came later. So, Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, no, I I think like all the all the freaky shit happening in the house, like the the face and the steak scene, and then the the girl like rolling up the wall. Those were my like two two yeah. or three favorite things. I want to say from this movie, the two the the three scenes that stuck with me the most as a kid that in my mind are so vivid still was the clown being pulling the kid out of the bed, the mom getting pulled up all over the walls and shit, and then the scene. Uh, at the end where she like falls, I'm, I'm jumping ahead real quick too, where she falls into the, the, the pool that's not done yet, that has all the mud and it's raining and she falls down there and all those bodies start coming up out of the water and stuff. And they're just sitting there like, and she's like flipping out and shit, trying to climb out of the pool. I remember those three scenes vividly. So um, on Shudder, which is um, horror movies for Netflix, essentially, Shutter sponsor our podcast, please. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so on Shutter, there's a, a mini series called Haunted uh, Productions, and it's like 20 minute episodes. There's five episodes about five different movies that were haunted. Um, but this, there was a 20 minute episode on it, and uh, mm-hmm. it, I guess all those skeletons were real skeletons. Um, oh, really? Yeah, which actually is like a common thing in Hollywood films. Like it costs a lot more money to make a skeleton than it does just to buy one from a 
biological lab. Um, but there was a lot of rumors going around that the skeletons were from India and that's what caused there was a curse or apparently. And so I don't know, I guess it was like commonplace in film to use real skeletons, but I thought that was pretty funny. That's like, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the movie effects producer was like, I take offense to that. Like that's, <laughs> that's a problem that you're just, it's like, of that's course you do. It's your job. Like, yeah, you, that's you the know. hill you want to die on. All yeah, right. Come on. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, it's just people like it's urban legends, you know? See, see a lot of that stuff, like the, the practical effects, the, the, the haunting type stuff was probably was, is obviously the highlight. It's the stuff in between that I thought was kind of weird sometimes. Like there was weird stuff. Like there was a scene. And I'm not trying to nitpick Poltergeist. It's a great movie, uh, classic even. Um, I am. There was a scene. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm I'm doing it with you, but I'm still, you know I'm like I've watched so many horror movies this month that yeah. I'm like I'm starting to like <laughs> sound like a fucking dick who thinks he knows what he's talking about or something. You're reaching the end of the line, man. It's, it's yeah. fine so uh, there's, there's a scene with the sun that left my wife and i like really like like just dumbfounded so the scene with the sun is leaving uh after like some more of that poltergeist shit happens and the ghosts come down the stairs and all that stuff and the dude peels his face off and all this shit happens the like one of the next scenes it was one of those scenes again where i thought i missed something and i rewound it and abby's like no we didn't miss anything when you went to the bathroom nothing happened like the kid came outside and got in the fucking cab and drove away so i watch it and the mom and dad stand on the steps like he's going off to college. This kid is probably like 10. Right. Yeah. Like what? He carries his suitcase to the car, puts it in, stands there and looks at them like, fuck y'all. I got to go. And then the dog's like, fuck that. I'm going with you. And he jumps in the car too. The mom and dad stand there. The dad's clutching her from behind, like a typical pose of the, the husband standing behind the yeah. wife, she's like holding herself like, oh, my baby. And then he just drives away. They don't hug him. They don't say goodbye to him. They, they they yell. She goes, call me. And he sticks his head out the window and gives her a nod. The kid is acting like he's 25 and he's leaving it off on an adventure to go be a man or something. And the mom's like, call me. What, yeah. what is happening? I will say, um, and this was like the ending, right? This or close. No, to... this was like, right. This is like round. This is like a little before. No, this is like two thirds of the way before. Yeah. Okay. When like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will I mean, say like medium shows up right before that little medium lady shows up. So a lot of shit got fucked up on this movie because uh, the little girl died, um, and I don't know how much of that's. Do you know much about that or? Uh, I did a little bit of research into it, but I mean, feel free to to talk freely about it. I mean, yeah. So, well, first off, I mean the the older the the actress who played the older sibling died and her ex-boyfriend or her boyfriend strangled her to death which was crazy um this was after the movie came out this was after it hit theaters so before the movie came out after they had finished filming the the little girl died she they thought she had crohn's disease she actually had like this like sort of like blockage in her intestines and it just like fucking burst and she died at a very young age um but that prevented them from being able to like do reshoots and stuff like they didn't need the the director and the producer didn't even want to release this movie and the studio was like well we invested money in it so you got to release it so they ended up just sort of a lot of stuff got left on the cutting room floor a lot of things got reorganized in certain ways and it's it's so the ending is like not even the ending they wanted to have in the movie they wanted to reshoot it it's very evident that something happened or like you know scenes were left on the cutting room floor or something because uh some, some scenes just feel disjointed like you were saying you know it just feels like weird like like why did that happen like that where's the context like like the scene with this with the son leaving like nobody said where he's going who he's going with when he's coming back anything and then right. later on in the movie after the medium shows up and jumping ahead a little bit he just he's just there again because they're they're gonna be there for one more night. Okay, so let me get this straight. You send him away because of all this paranormal activity and he's having a shitty time almost like eaten by a tree, blah blah blah. His sister's in a TV. I get it. You send your son away, the daughter's staying at a friend's right. house, the older daughter. Right. But then you, yeah, you pack up your bags and you're like, We're gonna stay here one last night. We're leaving tomorrow. We're leaving tomorrow. This is the last night. Hey, by the way, bring 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 our son back for that one night just so he can be here with us for one more night. Why would you bring him back? Just let him stay where he's at. Right? 
Benny like, almost get killed. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just drove me nuts. I was like, why would you bring your kid back to this place? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I don't know, man. It's like and like things just sort of they fell apart a little for me, to be honest, man. Like, I, I don't know. There there. I feel like there are a lot of parts I really like to this movie. I just feel like overall the, the storytelling and stuff kind of like went up and down. Like, it seemed like there was some resolution at the end where the kid went off. Um, and then even when they got rid of the, the poltergeist infestation and then, you know, there's that whole real estate squabble that goes down with like, you know. Well, that is a whole thing in itself. Like, how are you going to build homes on cemeteries? Number one. Number two, they said they were moving the bodies, which is like, okay. Like, the, the, the who's it? The, the, the dad's boss. Right. Like, you, you've been selling 40% of, you know, the whole company. You've been doing it by yourself. You've been doing basically half the work of the entire company as one person, blah, blah, blah. Are you going to be partner and all this stuff? And dude's just out of it because he yeah. doesn't get sleep. His kid's in a TV. Like, yeah, you don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, I know. Like, I wouldn't even show up to that meeting. I'd be like, "I'm sick today, boss." What did you did you see how he looked? His boss, like, let's go for a ride. He's trying to get his boss out of his house. The piano slides towards him. The fucking lights are flickering. Yeah. So he's like, "Let's go for a ride." And the guy's like, "Fine, yeah, sure, whatever." He just goes for the ride. It looks like a piece of shit. He's dirty. His shirt's untucked. He's yeah. unshaved, and he's just like walking around like he just does, doesn't know what's happening. Uh, and they get yeah. about the end of the movie about like you know why this is happening because these fucks have been didn't didn't move the bodies and just move the headstones. That's uh that's Craig T. Nelson. He is he is the fucking dad from Incredibles. He's he is also uh going further back a uh, popular show called Coach that he yep. used to be on yep. as the head as the uh head coach of a football team i saw that on his imdb page i hadn't i have never seen the show he was also the coach in uh blades of glory as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah he's been in a lot of movies uh shit he was also uh, i think he was the bad guy in action jackson which was like a 80s <laughs> action flick kind of like a stallone type schwarzenegger type movie i want to say yeah. he's the bad guy in that i feel like he's just one of those like sort of faceless actors from the 80s that you're like i've seen you and shit but i don't know who the fuck you are like you were never really amazing in anything like you're always just kind of there yeah i didn't watch a lot of coach back in the day but it would be on after a show that i would watch so every now and again it would just be on so i would watch it just through like that that phase or somebody a friend might be watching them when i go to their house or something like that their family or their dad watching it right yeah it was a terrible show it just wasn't my jam yeah um Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson. It's a name <laughs> I probably will not remember tomorrow morning. So I will. <laughs> I'm, 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 ter- I'm terrible with actors' names, though. Honestly, man, like I, if it's not like <laughs> someone I really like, Mark Hamill or something, I'm just I forget it yeah. constantly. So that's not his acting. That's like, um, so yeah. Then we get into the so the the sort of back half of the movie is like realizing that they his real estate boss uh, is something like fucked up and like then moved the headstones but didn't move the bodies and the house gets like swallowed up which makes zero sense like why does is this is this supernatural activity the paranormal activity so strong in this house that it gets sucked into a, a vortex like we're watching the monster squad yeah like, what's happening it's like, it's weird for sure. of paranormal activity above their home and sucked it in in front of everybody <laughs> yeah like, after that <laughs> i don't know i just i feel like so i always picture someone pitching this movie and they're like what if we made the exorcist but if you mix it with like homeward bound and they're like i love it let's give you all the money just make that no i don't i, don't, I want to be in those boardrooms so i can just put my finger up and go uh can I say <laughs> these are two different target audiences here that we're going for? Like, let's, you're... Not, let's not do that. <laughs> don't yeah. don't fucking do it. Like, let's make Rambo, but for kids. Like, he had his own cartoon, believe it or not. Oh, oh shit! So that exists. It does exist. He had an '80s yeah. cartoon, like GI Joe type shit. Not good. I'm trying to give you fucking tips at the end of the show, like Rambo, you murdered people. Like, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> just murder everybody and give me a kid tip. <laughs> I got a tip. You should have a cartoon. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. 
So what else? I, I took some other notes. Um, let's talk about the medium for a second, because like she was really intense and just like brooding, like little lady, and like she commanded every scene she was in. She kind of stole it a little bit with her like long dialogue and everything. Uh, I think the thing that's funniest about her <laughs> that I wrote down was there was a moment. There's a moment when she was like. They're like, let's go up to the room and like, I want to examine the kid's room. And they go up to the room and the closet portal is open and the medium is there. And she's like, kind of like testing it. Like, let's throw this ball through and throw this rope through and see if it goes through. How the fuck does she know that it's going to go through to someplace else? That it wasn't just go like, uh, what was the one, uh, the one where the old lady goes into the other side and then she just over there is like the conjuring or one of those spinoffs or whatever. Um, Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I remember something like that happened in Thor the Dark World. Sure. But typically in those situations, the shit don't just come out on on the other side. You're either on the other side or you're on this side. It's not like you can throw a a ball through and just catch it and it's covered in goo. Yeah. It's logic. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. Like it definitely made that made her. And I almost wish because they introduced like a lot of characters halfway through this movie. Like, you remember The Conjuring, how they'd have, like, you know, you'd start with the two ghost hunters, then you'd have, like, sort of two narratives that are happening at the same time, and then they meet yeah. in the middle of the movie. Like, I wish they had done that a little bit to give us a sense of who the hell these people are, as far as otherwise just having them show up as people who just know everything about paranormal activity. Like, well, I'm just going to throw this ball, and I know exactly yeah. what's going to happen next. Well, then right after that, the mom, the paranormal, the medium lady is like, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna throw a rope through here, and you know, I'm gonna go in and get your daughter and pull her back out." And then the mom's like, "No, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." And then the lady's like, "No, I should do it." And then the mom's like, "Well, you just said that you have never done this before, so what difference does it make if you do it or if I do it?" The paranormal lady goes, "Okay, yeah." She just goes, "Okay." And then the dad offers to, and the mom, and the mom is like, "No, you. We need someone strong enough here to hold the rope." And I so wish he had been the one to say that. I wish mm-hmm. he had been the one to be like, "Sorry, I need to be here to pull the rope. You go." Yeah. Like that would have yeah. been so fucking funny. Like, the, uh, but yeah, no, that yeah. was. That was... Then, they, then they drop out of the portal, like from like the ceiling to the floor, and just like nothing. Yeah, like be so hurt, just dropping out of a fucking ceiling. <laughs> yeah man um uh, so crazy yeah. yeah and uh then what what happens next from there so we go into the final act at that point so the son comes back randomly out of the blue he's just there again and sleeping in his bed next to his sister which i like i thought that was the final act by the way i thought like okay, yeah. the movie's over now oh we got the girl back right exactly so i and, and so the son's back in his bed the girl is back in her bed, which the, the headboard got ripped off the first time she got sucked into the fucking closet. And her headboard of her bed is back together, by the way. I mean, we're nitpicking, of course. Uh, the dad goes to work and the mom is at home with the kids yet again to be traumatized to death. Um, <laughs> and that's when the mom gets drugged across the ceiling in her underwear after taking a nice bath and relaxing yep. and shit. She thinks she's going to have a nice evening before in her paranormal home, which like they they. They go back to normal so quickly after all this shit happens. Like the kids in the yeah. TV, the closet, all this shit happens. And they go back to like, well, I'm going to take a bath and a shower and put on my long T-shirt and panties and, and underwear or whatever. And the kids are playing in the room reading books and shit. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Leave. Like, just fuck that shit, man. Yeah. Like. The dad goes to work. I would be taking work off. I'd be like, fuck you, work. I'm not coming in. My house is haunted. Click. Hang on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did we did sort of call that out when we were watching it too. We were like, this is weird that they're like going back to normal life so quickly after this happened. Like, yeah, they were so desensitized by it. It's like that shit just happened like two days ago. It ain't, this ain't over. <laughs> go to the hotel. You can say they're gonna go to the holiday inn, which is you know, they're plugging holiday inn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't do it, but um but yeah, then the mom falls into the pool and shit. Like she's she looks like she's trying to escape the house, even though her kids are right, right upstairs. Yep. She falls into that the pool that's being dug, gets stuck in there doing mud angels and swimming with corpses and shit. The Which is a really pretty cool it. scene. Like that was cool looking. Mm-hmm. Well, the the yeah. times they do stuff like that, it works really well for me. It's like it's still fun to watch. 
Right. I would love to see an uncut version of this, like the 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 director's cut, the one that was meant to be. Like, yeah. I wonder how long that bitch would be if that was like a two and a half hours, and like what scenes if it made more sense that they kept it all together. Yeah, a lot of the pacing of this movie, actually, now that I think about it, it reminds me of Batman v Superman mm-hmm. and, and just the pacing issues that movie had. Yes. It just, like, it was it was a really weird pace where it would be, like, hot, then cold, then on, then off. And it just, like, mm-hmm. after a while, you're just, like, uh, like, you're disinterested in it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Because it doesn't take you on the proper ride, you know? If you don't go through the proper checkpoints during the course of the ride, you feel like, what what is this? Is it even a ride anymore? Why am I here? Yeah, exactly. What's happening? Um, But yeah, after that, the dad comes home. He realizes the, the boss, with what he did with the neighborhood and the cemetery stuff, he yells at him and he just starts flipping out. Oh, his face i was dying laughing when he was doing that yeah that was that was good that was pretty funny yeah like why is the boss even here like, like my wife was like she i think he gave him a ride home or whatever yeah <laughs> i was like why is this asshole here in the first place that dude gets typecast yeah yeah oh yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah so and then then we get to the end where they they end up at the holiday and they've been threatening to go to the entire movie i did think it was yeah. funny when they like push the tv out of the room yes. too Yes, he sent it outside the door. Like, nah, fuck that shit. We're not having any of that. And then the movie ends, and it's like nice music. Like, yeah. like I don't know. Like you were saying, like some nice wholesome family movie music, and you're like, yeah. What is that? I don't know. I I feel like I I can understand why this movie was a classic to people who saw it as children, mm-hmm. but I don't. I th- I guess I just don't understand it as an adult how it's a cl- like I don't know it I I guess I feel like it's just there's movies that have done what it tried to do a lot better, right? I mean it definitely was kind of groundbreaking at the time some of this but like you said the special effects we keep bringing that up yeah um it was it was and I, like I said I was I was a little kid when I saw it uh, and I originally saw it and and it like I said it scared the shit out of me um but watching it with fresh eyes again like last time I saw it as an adult like the whole movie from beginning to end I can't even remember the last time I watched it I probably like when I was like probably like 10 15 years ago in recent years I've seen parts of it like it'd be on TV on a on a, on a you know on HBO or something like that or whatever and I'd see pieces of it and I would like yep I don't need to watch that I'll turn the channel to something else but right the first time I actually watched the entire thing in like years. I mean, and also you got to account for like pacing of movies back then was a lot slower. I think like even when I watched something like Nightmare on Elm Street, it's paced it's paced slower than like most. Although Nightmare on Elm Street is like perfect. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, but like I don't know other other stuff from that point in time. I guess like Evil Dead. Even like the first Evil Dead movie is it's pretty slow. Um Mm-hmm. so yeah i I don't know um overall i don't know are we rating these things we can rate it if you want i mean yeah. you, hey I'm, I'm just here for the ride man let I've me been, know uh, do. i've been yeah. doing uh out of five i'm gonna give this one uh i'm gonna give this one three out of five tv set television sets three three out of five TV, television sets yeah um so like the fact that that this movie was something I saw as a kid, and I'm trying to not to put the the rose tinted glasses on it of, of nostalgia. Uh, I want to make that it matters point. though, right? Like it it does, but I'm trying not to let that be too much of my guide. You know what I mean? Um, but then watching it, like if, if I gave it if I gave it stars from the past compared to now, like so if I rate, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it two ratings. I'm gonna give it my kid rating, which would be four and a half stars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. that makes sense that's cool the shit out of me i'll give it four and a half tv sets yeah uh but as an adult i give that bitch two and a half tv sets yeah it was ridiculous it was uh, it was I, <laughs> I could not i could not see it as an adult in 2020 i know 40 and be like why are they doing that like there was things that bothered me that i should just like just dis- like like you know let go of my disbelief or whatever and just enjoyed it for what it was yeah it was fun. I feel like my brother was like, it's the only movie that's ever done this. Like, it's the only movie that's ever tried to make a horror movie and a family movie. And I'm like, I wonder why. 
Like it, yeah. did, it obviously didn't work that well. So yeah. you know, like makes me want to watch the second one now and the third just to see where they went with that. So did yeah, they, and the same formula or what? The second one, there was a guy uh, that was involved in production. His name is Will Sampson. I don't know if he was an actor or something, but um, he was allowed on the set uh, after hours uh, to perform an exorcism to get rid of the curse set. Yeah, because they had curses going into like parts two and three as well right fuck that noise yeah. no thanks so yeah if i got to combine both my scores yeah i'd probably give it about a three three and a half i'll give it yeah. three and a half. i mean I, I give it points for yeah. you gotta give it you gotta give movies like that points for sort of like innovating and creating some shit yeah. you know like especially the practical effects that now i know went on to influence nightmare on elm street it's just like yeah yeah like i i don't know it gets points for for being the I'll first three and a half tv sets yeah, I'll combine my two scores. And uh, that works. It seems about right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, um, well yeah, this was fun. Hells yeah. Uh, well, ladies and gents, thanks for tuning in for another side quest. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do next for a side quest. Ben, do you have any ideas, uh, things you want to Anything um, you want in the movie? You want to do a game? I don't know, man. I'm bringing uh, all, these, all these movie reviews. I'm gonna continue doing them in november i'm doing movies that are centered around families so if you have a tip for that throw a comment on one of our facebook posts or something but um yeah maybe yeah. maybe we can do another movie um i know tj keeps talking about wanting to do evil dead 2 although he never will because he is so busy so busy yeah. well we'll have to do it do it without him and then he'll just have to yell from his car or his truck on his way to work as he listens to us talk about it because he can't make his comments i guess i don't know i'm just trying as hard as i can to troll him right now <laughs> you're tr- yeah you're, i see what you're doing i i i support your message of, uh, just because uh, of the 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 nondescript text he was sending me earlier you're just gonna live la vida loca that's fine you want a podcast cool. today maybe we'll see yeah. didn't even say maybe you just sent you a cryptic- <laughs> I'm at the Halloween store right now. Yeah, you doucher. We love you, but you douche. Anyway, uh, let me know what the next one's gonna be, and we'll we'll hook it up. We'll let you guys know as well in case you want to like you know come along for the ride, whether it be a video game or a movie or a show or something we watched. I'd love to do Lovecraft Country or something like that. Yeah, Um, I I would do that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Maybe that'll be one of them then. Cool. Yeah. Other than that, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in to this uh, episode of Glitch Therapy number 115. This happened to be a side quest episode. So, uh, yeah, check out the regular show proper and uh, we'll catch you next time, guys. Have a juicy gaming week and a juicy television week, I guess, or a movie week, whatever. Later. I'm like throwing peace signs up at the camera now like people can fucking see my hand. <laughs> they can see your fingers. Good job. Dude. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Bye.